Blog Talk Radio.
with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is he The word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory revealed, living he loved me Rising, he just is free. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome to the Lord's hours, my brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and fill us, Holy Spirit, into this place. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, minister your people tonight. Touch their hearts. Forgive us our sins, Lord Jesus. Purify our heart, mind, and soul. Hallelujah. We truly repent. Jesus, forgive us, Lord. We repent. We repent, Lord. Forgive us. Purify our heart, mind, and soul, God Almighty. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this place. Jesus, you take control. Holy Spirit, you take control. Praise God. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. So set your mind on things above. That's the message tonight, my brothers and sisters. Set your mind on things above. Galatians 3, 1, 4. Tonight's going to be a short message. Praise God. This is a message that Jesus wanted me to bring tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. So we have to think about heaven. We have to fill our minds with what it will mean to be with Christ and why it is better by far. It is good for our souls. Hallelujah. So the question tonight is, how can I keep my mind on things above? How can you continue nourishing your own soul with the hope and joy of your future life in Christ? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So we, we have all heard the chief shot about people who are heavenly minded, being no earthly use. Precisely the opposite is true. When you set your mind on heaven, would you know how to live on earth? Praise God. Suppose I said to you, prepare. You will say, prepare for what? How can I prepare if I don't know what is coming? When you know what is coming, you will know how to live. Tonight, we have a very simple task. Set your minds on things above. Colossians 3, verse 2. There isn't anything here that is difficult to understand. Christ has been raised. When Jesus died, his life left his body. The body of Jesus was laid in the tomb. It had to be laid there by the others because there was no life in it. But on the third day, hallelujah, but on the third day, the life of the Son of God came into his body. Praise the living God. He rose, and the body of Jesus was wonderfully changed. If you are a Christian, the life of the Son of God has come into you. Paul speaks of, he speaks about us being raised with Christ in verse 1. By nature, we were dead towards God. 
death to the spirit of rising up to follow Christ in a life of faith and obedience. Praise the living God. But the life of Christ came into you. The Holy Spirit gave you the kiss of life. The Holy Spirit gave you the kiss of life. You were raised with Christ. Since you were raised to Christ, you have a new life in him. All that he purchased belongs to you, praise God. Forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, adoption into the family of God, an everlasting home in heaven. It is all yours because you are his. Praise his name. Hallelujah. If all this is true of you, here's what you must do. Set your minds on things that are above. Set your minds on things that are above. Colossians 3, verse 2. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, praise Yeshua. So again, there's nothing here that is difficult to understand. Where we need help is on how to put this into practice. So tonight I have two things. First, I want us to see the value of meditating on your future life. Two, then I want to offer some practical help for how you can do this. Set your minds on the things that are above. The whole of the message tonight is application. It is the why and the how. What you will gain from thinking about heaven and how you can go about it. The value of meditating on your future life. Meditating on your future life will change your view of money. Luke 12, 13, verse 21. One day while Jesus was teaching, hallelujah, a person in the crowd asked him to resolve, hallelujah, a dispute about money. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. That says it in Luke 12, verse 13. We want Jesus to be in the middle of this thing. We want him to be concerned about who gets what. This is your right, and that is his, etc. But Jesus won't have anything to do with it. Because this is what Jesus replied. Who made me a judge or arbiter over you? Verse 14. What did he continue saying again? Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Fascinating. Who will say we must have a Christian ministry for this sort of thing? Jesus said, that is not why I am here. That is not why I am here. Then he said to them, take care and be on your guard against Hallelujah. Covetousness. All covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Luke 12, verse 15. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. 
Then Jesus told a story about a man who was blessing his business. He gathered a bumper crop from his fields and stirred it in barns. The way we will say that today was he had a healthy 401k. (laughs) He said, well, now I can enjoy my retirement. This is the man who lived the American dream. He has worked hard. He has saved well. He's a good planner, and he has his future years of map out to go on friends to visit, golf courses, to enjoy. This is the life he has always wanted. There was no, uh, there's, there was one problem. He did not set his mind on things above. One night he died and God said to him, you fool, you fool. We all want to think that when we look into the face of God, he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Why would it be to look into the face of God and hear him say, you fool? The height of folly is to live for the things of this world and neglect being rich toward God. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew six nineteen verse 20. The more you invest in stuff here, the more your heart, your heart will be tied to this world. To learn to be rich towards God, Luke 12, verse 21. The more you invest in Christ's work on earth, the more your heart will be connected with Christ's home in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. In this life, We're rather like actors in a theater who have a part in a play. One gets to play the part of a prince. Another gets to play the part of a pauper. We put put on our, our costumes and we play our part. But when the curtain comes down at the end of the play, all the actors go back on stage. The one who played the part of the prince takes off his robe. The one who played the part of the pauper takes off his rags. Then both of them leave the theater by the same back door. What difference does it make? The one got to play the part of the part of the prince and one got to play the part of the pauper. When they leave the theater, They go into the real world, and what matters is who they are there. Now, of course, we think this is the real world, and heaven seems rather uh, vague to us. Jesus tells us that everything here will pass away. He tells us that everything here will pass away. This world it's a passing shadow. Well, last is, is, is heaven. Hallelujah. 
praise the living God. Why would you invite your brothers who has more than you when you know that both of you will leave this world by the same back door? Hello? It really does matter whether you've got to play the prince or the popular here. What matters is that you have treasure in the real world that will never pass away. Praise God. So meditating on your life, on your future life will change your view of money. How much you need and what to do with what you have got. Set your minds on things above. Praise God. Meditating on your future life will give you strength to endure. Hebrews 12, verse 2, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 18. How did our Lord Jesus endure the cross? Hebrews 12, verse 2 tells us that he did it for the joy that was set before him. Christ endured the cross, in other words, by setting his mind on things that are above. Christ endured the cross. Hallelujah. Christ endured the cross, in other words, by setting his mind on things that are above. Praise the living God. And the writer tells us that this is what we are to do. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the chain, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1, verse 2. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 4, Paul speaks about how to persevere through many pressures and not to lose heart. Not to lose heart. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but 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 to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen, hallelujah, are transient. Are transient. But the things that are unseen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, verse 18. Meditating on your future life. Meditating on your future life will change your view of money. Give you strength to endure. Meditating on your future life will motivate you to holiness. Colossians 3, verse 5. It is a good rule of thumb in a sign in the Bible that if you want to know why something is important, look at what went before and what comes after. Praise the living God. Some of the believers in the town of uh, 
policy or Colossi, have been overwhelmed by the uh, by the battles or battles that every Christian faces with sin and temptation. How do you deal with the lust of the flesh? There are always plenty of suggestions. At the end of chapter two, Paul tells them what would work. What would work? You cannot overcome the sin simply by disciplines, boundaries, and accountability. Verse 21, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Verse 23, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. There's no material cure for a spiritual ill. You can overcome sin by the power of discipline alone. But then in Colossians 3 verse 5, Paul says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. So what makes that possible? Being risen with Christ and setting your mind on things that are above. Verse 2. So here's the value of setting your mind on things that are above. Change your view of money. It will give you strength. It will motivate you to holiness. It will change your view of earthly matters. It will change your view of thinking of the things of the flesh. So how are we to do this? Here's an example. The, hallelujah. This man, Richard uh, Baxter, knew about suffering from his own experience, and he describes him as a chronically sick Puritan tubercular from his sins and suffering constantly from these pet shock, kidney stones, headaches, toothaches, swallowing limbs, Intermittent, hallelujah, intermittent bleeding and his extremities and other troubles all before the days of pain-killing drugs. How do you endure the kind of a constant difficulty? Boxer answered, he answered was to spend at least Half an hour every day meditating on heaven, thinking on the things above. He began this habit when he was 30 years old and carried on for the rest of his life. This cultivation gave him daily doggedness and hard work for, for God despite the debilitating effect of his sick body. He stands for all time as proof that there is supernatural supernatural strength for God's service that is beyond human explanation. Hallelujah, praise God. In sixty in sixty fifty, Baxter wrote a book and 
entitled The Saint Everlasting Rest. The book was long, and the language is obscure for many readers today, but it's full of a spiritual. At the end of his book, Baxter gives directions for meditating on your future life. It is really a practical guide for putting Galatians 3 verse 2 into practice. Here is a summary of what I have learned, hallelujah, which I hope will be be helpful to you too. Meditating on your future life. Take responsibility for directing your mind. Set your mind on things above. This is something for you to do. Hallelujah. You must do it, and you can, and you are able to do it. You can do it. You must do it because it is a command of God. He calls you. He calls you to it. You can do it because you are risen with Christ. His life and power are in you for this very purpose. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, praise the Lord. Setting your mind on things that are above is in your Christian job. It is in your Christian job description. God has given you this assignment to put yourself to it and take responsibility for it. Your body has times of working and times of relaxing. And it is the same with your soul. To derive benefits from a service like this, you have to engage your heart and mind. There's work involved in worship. Your soul needs to be roused to action in the same way as you rouse your body to go for a walk or get on the treadmill. So points out the wise Christians are aware of the work and awareness of their spirits as much as they are of their bodies. Learn the art of talking to yourself. You find this all over the Psalms. When David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, hallelujah, bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalms 103, verse 1, he's talking to himself. When he asked, why are you cast down, O my soul, Psalms 42, verse 5, he's talking to himself. We get into difficulties because we spend too much time listening to ourselves and not enough talking to ourselves. Learn the art of talking to yourself. Your mind needs to be set. Your mind needs to be set. Your heart will always be a problem. Hallelujah, listen to this. Your heart will always be a problem. Every Christian must learn to be a preacher to his to his or her own soul. Baxter says, you need to learn to manage your own heart. Suppose you own a business and you hire someone to do a, a, a particular job. After a couple of days, it becomes obvious that the work is not getting done. 
The new employee is wandering around the office, talking to everyone else, picking up various things, but not tackling the work you hire him to do. You will call him into the office and have a good straight talk, right? You must deal with your heart. I say you must deal with your heart. We all do. Your heart is just like that unfocused employee. Learn to manage your heart. Set upon thy heart wrongly. Wrongly. Pursue it. Pursue it to the work. Don't accept any excuses. Shite it. For it is backwardness. Bring it to the service, willing or not willing. Take up the authority God has given you. Command your heart if you feel too weak. Call in the spirit of Christ to your assistance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Praise the Lord. This is what you must do in your meditation to quicken your own heart. Enter into serious debate with it. Plead with it in the most moving and affecting language. Use the most weighty and powerful argument. Direct your heart and it will and it and will by exercising faith in God's promises. Here's something I have found really helpful. Let your faith as it were take your heart by the hand and show it the assumptuous buildings of your eternal home. Faith lead your heart into the presence of God and draw as near as you possibly can. Take a walk in the new Jerusalem every day. Hallelujah. Take a walk in the new Jerusalem every day, my brothers and sisters. Set your mind on the promise of God and let faith lead your heart and will bind the hand. The understanding must take in truth and prepare them for the will. The will must receive them and command them to the affections. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Use the joys of earth to propel your mind towards heaven. When you are hungry and enjoy a good meal, think to yourself how much greater your joy will be. Hallelujah, when your soul is completely satisfied at Christ's table in his kingdom. Praise the living God. When you find pleasure in exploring the arts or in science, or you dive into the wonders of nature, when you find pleasure in music, I hope not in technology, say to yourself in the face, hallelujah, of human learning can be so beautiful. How beautiful then is the face of God. God is powerful. God is strong. God is humble. God is gentle. God is polite. Hallelujah. He is our mighty God. 
He is the King of Kings. He's an awesome God. He is beautiful. He is unspeakable. Praise his name. Hallelujah. When you savor the joys of friendship and of love, sing to yourself, who will be the delight of the love of God? Don't let the joys, don't let the joys of this life enter you. Let them propel you or propel you. Don't let the joys of earth tie you down. Let them lift you up. Use the blessings of this life. To and hallelujah, anticipate the greater blessings of the life, the life to come. Oh, Jesus, help us to endure. Hallelujah. Tell him. Hallelujah. He's here tonight. Oh, Jesus, help us to endure. Jesus, help us to endure. Jesus, help us to endure. Help us to set our mind on things above, Lord. Help us to focus on you. Help us to obey you, Jesus. Help us to be ready and on time for you, my Lord. We love you, Lord. And we patiently wait for you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Get ready, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. Events will happen before the rapture, and you want to be ready at all times. You better be in good shape, in good shape and spiritual, and in a, in a healthy body. Praise God. The Lord has me working out every day. There's a reason why. Be rapture ready at all times. Praise the Lord. Be healthy, my brothers and sisters. Do exercise. Work out. Hallelujah. Do you want to be ready at all times? God also wants us to have a healthy body, a healthy mind, praise God, and spiritually, and a healthy body. Set your minds on things above. And start thinking about heaven. And start thinking about heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. To set our minds on things above. Things above. Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. We have an awesome God. We have a wonderful God. Oh, praise the Lord. Just as we want to be home. He also wants us to be in heaven too, my brothers and sisters. I remember one of the times we were listening, hallelujah, to Christian music and Jesus was here. And I said, Lord, isn't that beautiful, anointing Christian music? Do you like it, my Lord? Hallelujah. He was not answering me, Lord. But this song is beautiful, Lord. Do you like it, my Lord? He said, you know what I would like, my daughter? Yes, my Lord. I would like all of my children to, to go home. I would like all of my children to be ready. I would like all of my children, hallelujah, to be with me in heaven. When he said that, hallelujah, I cried. 
And I say, yes, Lord. I pray for that, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Set your mind on things about my brothers and sisters. Read the scripture. Pray fast. And stay rapture ready. Shalom, shalom. May God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. This is your brother, Elvis Zapata. I am bringing another Bible study tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In regard to the mark of the beast, thank you, Lord. I, w I want to make something clear by the word. Thank you, Lord, that a mark is not a seal, that they are two different uh, things. Hallelujah. Uh, we know that God will put a seal on the 144,000, but on the, the one that the devil puts a mark, Revelation 13, is different from Revelation 7. The seal is in Revelation 7, 9, but the mark is in Revelation 13. What the devil does is imitate God. Praise you, Lord. The first time the word mark appear. In the Bible, it's in Genesis, when the Bible says that Genesis 4.15, and the Lord, uh, this is talking about Cain, and the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slay Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord said, A mark upon Cain, lest any finding him shall kill him. This is after Cain killed his brother Abel, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And so I, I want to make the difference, according to the Word of God, the difference between a mark and a seal. So we see God putting a mark on Cain, but we know that the Bible also says that Cain was not the devil. See, the Bible doesn't contradict itself, but Cain was afraid of being killed, and God put a, a mark for vengeance on Cain. It did not mean that Cain belongs to the Lord anymore. But now he belongs to the devil because of his action, the action he took against his brother Abel. Praise you, Lord. In Revelation thirteen, sixteen, we hear that it says that, talking about the Antichrist, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, freed and bond, to receive a mark on the, on the right hand or on the forehead. This is talking about the mark of the beast, the mark of the Antichrist, the mark of the devil. In other words, these that will have this mark will belong to the devil. As the Bible also came that Cain was of the devil. Right from the beginning, God was teaching us by his word that the devil will put a mark on his own and they will be for him. They will belong to him. As I look up the word mark, hallelujah, it tells you that a mark is a distinguishing symbol. Amen? It's a distinguishing symbol in regard to a mark. It's a symbol put on someone. Now, there's an example, uh, a noun, which is the owner marked what's on all the sheep. It was a symbol used that the owner mark was on all the sheep. The devil has marked his own. Now, God does not, do, do not put a mark on his, on his. God puts a seal on his. And I'm going to show you now what's the difference. The mark was a symbol. Okay? But the seal is totally different. Here is the definition of a seal. A seal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. What I like, hallelujah, about the seal, the difference in the mark, Hallelujah. That a, a seal, it, it was a close or secure, uh, praise the Lord, a secure, it makes you secure, 
Hallelujah. When you have a seal, it's like it, it can be look of a type of protection. Hallelujah. Uh, and another word is determine the object irrevocably. It's a determination. Hallelujah. In other, in other meaning of ejected, cover with waterproof coating, a type of a seal. So it, it is a, a secured. I like the word secure when you have a seal. Now, this is what the Bible says about the seal. Praise you, Lord. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. There's been something that the Bible says that we are sealed. Thank you, Jesus. And Ephesians one thirteen. And Christ ye also trust her after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom after ye believe ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see the difference between a mark and a seal? We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, brothers and sisters. It is a seal of God. Is it a secure seal? That we are secure in God, brothers and sisters, by the seal of the Holy Spirit in our life, we are secure. Thank you, Lord. Our faith is secure with God. Like they say, his faith or her faith is sealed. We are sealed in, in God. In other words, we are kept secure. I love that. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 4.13 and green out the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Oh, I love that. We are sealed unto the day of redemption. Brothers and sisters, if we stay seeking God, if we stay seeking the Lord daily, repenting daily, repenting our sin daily, brothers and sisters, we are sealed unto the day of redemption. We will be with the Lord. Because redemption is it's a word of, of a type of a raptured word, redeem, hallelujah, to be to be behold by God. In other words, thank you, Jesus. Let me look up the meaning of redemption. Thank you, Jesus, to help to explain better the word. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so awesome. Thank you, Lord, to be redeemed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The word redemption in, in the biblical meaning is more like buying back. Buying something back. We were bought back by, by the life of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, in, the, in the Greek word, the word redemption meaning, hallelujah, agorazo, which means to purchase in the marketplace. It is when you purchase someone or something. In an example, when, you used to, when they used to purchase uh, slaves, Praise the Lord. In the ancient time, it often referred to the act of buying a slave. The Christian used the, 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 of the redemption, meaning Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice of death, purchased believer from the slavery of sin to set us free from the bondage. Man, another Greek word relating to this term is esargarasso. Redemption always involves going from something to something else. In the case of Christ, Freeing us from the bondage of the law, freedom of a new life in Him. Oh, that is so awesome. That is so great. In the Greek, third Greek word uh, content, uh, connected with redemption is lutra, meaning to obtain, release by the payment of a price. The price is Christianity with Christ's precious blood, obtaining a release from sin. 
Luke twenty, uh, Luke twenty-seven, twenty-eight. And at that time, where they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your head, because your redemption draws near. Draws nine. Another translation. That is that is so awesome. Romans three twenty-three twenty-four. For all. Have sinned and fall short out of the glory of God, and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. The I N I B. Word Ephesians one seven and eight. And Him we have redemption through His blood. <laughs> Excuse me. Through His blood, forgiveness of sin according with the riches of God's grace. Hallelujah. And He lavished us with all wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Curses anyone who is hung on a tree. Hallelujah. By his sacrificial death, Jesus Christ paid for our redemption. His dying on the cross, brothers and sisters, was to redeem us. That is, that is the, the main purpose of redemption, or being redeemed by Christ. And that is so awesome. We are redeemed by His life, by His sacrificial death on the cross. Hallelujah. Which is, is, is the most awesome thing. We are secure in Him by the seal, or by being sealed of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. That, that is a greater new, hallelujah, that we can receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Another meaning of redemption is, hallelujah, the act of delivering from sin, hallelujah, and saving from evil. That is so awesome. Another powerful word that we know in the Bible, which means redemption, is salvation. Another, another translation says, to the day of redemption, to the day of salvation. In other words, that salvation I had shared in another teaching that it also talks about the rapture, rapture, salvation, rapture. Redemption, the pardon, hallelujah. We are we are taking home to heaven to be with the Lord forever, says the Apostle Paul. That is another word, redemption. How cut up in the air. It's another type of redemption or salvation, too, that a lot of people seem to take for granted in their teaching. Very important that we tell people our salvation to Christ. Saving us from what? From the destruction, from the judgment to come. Uh, one of the meanings that a lot of uh, uh, Christianity don't like, a lot of Christian churches, a lot of Christian people don't like, is when we use the word raptured or harpazo or the word departure. Because the reason they don't like that is because we are taken out before the judgment. When we, when you read First Thessalonians, Hallelujah, four, uh, fifteen and on, sixteen and on, talking about the rapture, the departing. Well, it's actually the Apostle Paul got that from Matthew twenty-five. When he comes for the for, for the virgins in the midnight hour, it is the same teaching. What Jesus taught and what the apostle taught. Because remember, the apostle Paul followed the same teaching of Jesus. He's not going to teach us nothing different than what he already uh, heard. And, and this is why this is what we heard in the beginning. He the, the disciple themselves says that. Thank you, Lord. That is what they heard. In the beginning, so they're not giving us nothing different. It is the same teaching. And, 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 and we heard this from the Lord. We, you hear the Apostle Paul quoting this in many parts of the Corinthians. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And look, look when he starts first, first Thessalonians, he says, Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and assault you by the Lord Jesus. See, it is the teaching of the Lord Jesus. And, and a lot of people seem to forget this. They seem to forget that the teaching came from Jesus. John 14, 1. Hallelujah. Believe in me. Uh, believe, in, believe in me. Believe in God. Let me look that up real quick. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My goodness. Praise you, Lord. It is the word of Jesus. It is his word. Look at this. Let, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe it also in me. That's what I meant to say. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. This is the teaching about the rapture. Or about taking us home. Because that's what the rapture is. The Lord taking us home. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, rapture, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That's rapture. What is the rapture? Jesus taking us home, receiving us unto himself. That's what the rapture is. See, the rapture idea comes from Jesus Christ. The departure comes from Jesus Christ. The cut up in the air comes from Jesus Christ. It comes from Him. It doesn't come from anyone but Him. The apostle got this teaching from Him. That's why they follow His teaching. And if I go and prepare a place for you, this is John 14, 3. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may also be. Huh? You see, you see how clearly, that's the rapture. That is the Lord Jesus teaching about the rapture, the cut up in the air. Hallelujah. Meeting the Lord in the cloud. How do you, some people say, how do you tie that to, to meeting the Lord in the cloud, Brother Ovi? Because Jesus, Jesus never uh, talked about meeting him in the cloud. Well, thank you, Jesus. I am in Acts chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to show you there real quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, God. God is so awesome. Th thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Uh, Act 1, 9 said, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and the cloud received him up on their sight. Thank you, Lord. And while they will see fact toward heaven, they will start looking up. He went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. These were two angels. Thank you, Lord. Who also say, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? They saying, Jesus, who is taken from you into heaven, to come like in the manner as ye have seen him go up into heaven. In the same manner. This relates to the second coming, but it also relates to the rapture because we meet the Lord in the cloud. See, they saw him going home in the cloud. He'll come back and we'll meet him in the cloud, brothers and sisters. It, it is a, a, a sin event. Remember, the word of God is prophetic, past, present, and future. talks about the, all three of them. Thank you, Lord. It, this is, the rapture is such a, an important event. It is such an important event. Do you think God was going to uh, not put it in his word or speak it through his son? Of course he would. Thank you, Jesus. But if you don't want to see something that is there, you're not going to see it. Again, the Apostle Paul talking again to the, to the Thessalonians, Thessalonian, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 2. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. 
Why, why, is, this, why is he making the rapture or Jesus coming as a thief in the night so important? The day of the Lord. Isn't the second coming also called the day of the Lord? Of course it is coming. But the Apostle Paul is also making a great point. The rapture is a great day too. You see, past, present, and future talks about the, 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 it's prophetic. The rapture is prophetic. The second coming is prophetic. And they cannot be, uh, hallelujah, um, uh, discriminated, as some people has done with the, with the rapture. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. That's rapture. Because in the second coming, he does not come like a thief in the night. All eyes will see him. Verse uh, 3. For when they are saying peace and safety, then sons son, and distraction, come upon them as a travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. When they say peace and safety, this is when they sign the, the, the peace treaty with Israel. This is why Israel is so important. Jerusalem, this is another thing people have done over the years. Take for granted Jerusalem. Never take Jerusalem for granted. Jerusalem is very important, the event that are going to take place. It is believed now that the peace treaty has been signed in Germany, brothers and sisters. I don't know as a fact. But I won't be surprised if they did this hitting from the Jewish people. Because they, they, they've been talking about all this. Their plan, the evil plan, to take the land from the Jewish people. The capital of the Jewish people is Jerusalem. And they've been trying to do that since day one. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Now, verse 4. But ye, brother, are not in darkness that the day shall overtake you as a thief. If you're looking up, if if you are preparing for the coming of Jesus, okay, that day will not take you as a thief. And I can prove it to you by the teaching of Jesus Christ in Matthew 25. Watch, hallelujah, what Jesus said. This is what I tell you. All the teaching of the apostles, where do they, they come from? Jesus. Verse uh, 5 of Matthew 25. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumber and, and slept. And at the midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom come, and go ye out to meet him. And all the burden arose, and tripped our lamb. And the foolish said unto the, unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lambs are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so let us be, not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready Winning him with into the marriage, and the door was shut. Those that were ready, those that were washing. What, how many times did Jesus say, watch and pray? I, I believe more than twice. Watch and pray, Jesus said more than twice. And sure, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Watch and pray, he says more than, 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 than twice. Hallelujah. In the New Testament alone. Hallelujah. Watch. Uh, Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray that ye enter not into the temptation, for the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He kept warning them to watch and pray. Several times he told them to watch and pray. Watch, watch for, for what? And pray for what? Pray for temptation. And watch for what? Watch for his coming. That ye be ready. If you're washing, you are preparing because you're washing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew twenty four forty two. Watch therefore, for ye not know the hour when the Lord your Lord your Lord that come. That come. 
when Jesus would come, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. And then he says in Matthew 24:43. But now this is that if the master of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken into. This is an example of Jesus coming. Brothers and sisters, it's an example. It's an example. Matthew 25, 13, where I watch therefore for ye not only the day nor the hour where the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. And then in Matthew 26, 38, and he said unto them, My soul it is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. He was already teaching his disciple to watch. Verse 40, and he came unto his disciple and found them asleep. And he said unto Peter, what could you not what what could you not watch with me one hour? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He always encouraged them to watch. Twenty seven thirty six of Matthew. Sitting down they watch him there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then we see them the example watching, 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 because they knew. They knew after that. Hallelujah. Mark thirteen thirty three. Take heed, watch and pray, for ye not know when the time is. Said the apostle Paul Jesus said. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark thirteen thirty four. For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servant, that every man his work commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watching Watch and pray, it is the same. Hallelujah. Mark thirteen thirty five. When ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house of the evening and at midnight and at the crock crowing or in the morning. That's like around four or five o'clock in the morning, the cock crowing. And what I said unto you, I said unto all watch. That's Matthew thirteen thirty seven. Hallelujah. And then in Hallelujah. The Mark thirteen thirty four. Again, when he he felt sorrow and told him to watch. Hallelujah. It, it, the the examples are there. Hallelujah. The examples are there. The examples are there. And another reason that Jesus teaches us is for the Spirit to give us the strength. We need to also watch. Mark thirteen thirty eight. When ye watch ye and pray, lest and enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. When we fa when we fast, when we watch and pray, we get strength from the spirit, also the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Says Jesus, thought Jesus, very, very, very powerful, which is being used in a lot of churches today. Thank you, Jesus. And then in Luke twelve thirty eight, which is another different verse, and he shall come in the second watch and come in the third watch and find him. So bless our those servant. Talking about watching and pray. He'll come, he'll watch here in the, in the uh, first, second, third watch. Hallelujah. That is so powerful there. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Very important we watch and pray. That is, that is waiting for his coming, preparing for his coming in these last days. Jesus wants us to be ready. He wants us to prepare. Thank you, Lord. For his coming, because he's coming. That's all righteous, 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 righteous. This is from the apostle Paul and the disciple God that are teaching. 
from the Lord Jesus himself. Now, why am I talking about the mark of the beast? Well, um, when I began talking about the mark of the beast back in 2012 and the Lord Tower, I, I noticed that I, I began to, to get the attention of many people. Many people were touched by the message and by the testimony we give them back then. And then uh, by 2013, I believe it was, we began to receive, I began to receive message from people who had gotten the mark after it had been released in 2013, I believe it was. Praise you, Lord, if I'm right. I think it was March 25th, 2013. That people that the mark of the beast was sufficient in the United States, and 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 Christians, Christian got in the mark. Other people in Christian got in the mark, brothers and sisters. And I began to be contacted, especially by a young man who got got in the mark of the beast, and he has said himself in his own writing, his own word, that the, the God, the Lord Jesus, used to speak to him. He said the Holy Spirit, and and. And when he got the mark, he stopped talking to him. And when I heard, when I began to tell them how the Lord was speaking to me and all that, he, he wanted me to go ask the Lord because he said he went with a friend to one of the uh, government federal buildings and got the, the mark of the beast in his right hand. And he said it was because he heard so much about the secure information that the RFID, I'm talking about the RFID, I keep saying the mark of the beast, because the RFID, it is the mark of the beast. It is the system of the, of the beast. But the RFID, he went in God in 2013. And in the moment he got the RFID, this is his own word. He used to pray before since he was seven. He remembers since he was seven, he was very young, that the, he used to hear the voice of the Lord. He was raised in a Christian home, I know that. And he used to hear the voice of the Lord. And when he got the RFID with his friends, he would cry out, he would cry and go to his room, and never after that heard ever the Lord. He fasted, he said. He prayed and cried out like never before in his life. And the Lord would not speak again unto him. And he contacted me to ask me if I would ask the Lord if he would forgive him and talk to him. And I went in prayer with the Lord, seeking the leading of the Lord on this, because, I mean, this was the first time to me to hear something like this. It was, I was shaking, I was stunned by this young man who was 19 at the time he got it. And I was very stunned. I was, people, know, people remember that I was in the air very nervous when this young man contacted me. And I tell you this because other people began to contact me too. But he contacted me. And, and told me this, and I went to the Lord, and I remember the Lord saying to me that what he did, he, he did annoyingly, and that he would not be forgiven for this. And I was so shocked with, by what I heard from the Lord that I contacted a dear brother who hears the Father very clear, has a great relationship with the Father. And I said, brother, will you please ask God, because I, I got in a word. And I, I need I need you to grasp the Father. Before I talk back to this young man, I tell him the, what what this young man has done. And this brother went to the Father. And this brother got a similar word. And the word was that the Father says to him, because he made the decision to take this, this mark of the beast, this RFID, 
he would God said, I will not allow him ever to come into my throne, come into my heaven. And when this brother gave me this word, and I shared, the, and, and, and I had shared with him what Jesus had said to me, uh, he was also shocked. He was also like, wow. We were both like, my goodness. These are, pow these are powerful words. There's nothing like this I ever shared on the air before. So to me, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Praise the Lord. To say this on the ear, and this young man heard it on the air because he began to listen to the Lord Jawa. Uh He never contacted me ever again. He, I, I'm sure he was so broken hearted by this. You know, and that's why I wanted to make sure, you know, that 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 this word came from God. Because I, I was shocked. I, word would not come out of my mouth. I was so nervous. I was shaking. I was shaking for days. It was such a strong word that I received from the Lord and what Father God says to him, too. Praise the Lord. And I remember going back to the Lord. I said, Lord, this this is your word. He said, yes. I said, oh, my God. How am I going to share this word? But I, I God gave me the strength to be able to share this word on the air, brothers and sisters. Then I began right after that, share that testimony to receive other emails from other sister. Other in the body of Christ who have also gotten the RFID, brothers and sisters. I still, I just got a two, one to two weeks email from another fellow about the RFID. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this is too much. I am stunned by the message emails and, and the people that have contacted me. There, there was a sister who had gotten four RFID in her body. And it's because she has, uh, I don't know, two or three uh, surgery in her body. And they put in the RFID, according to her, without her knowledge. Okay? Which I thought it was very difficult. But after after going to the Lord and pray about her case, there were like two, three sisters, three sisters that had gotten in the same situation. The Lord said that if they put it in without their knowing any other part of the body, and they will repent, and even ask him to remove it, he would. And he would forgive him because it was in the body. Now, the Bible is very specific. The the, R, the mark of the beast is in the right hand. He causes all both, both uh, uh, small and gray, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. Those are two places biblically that if people get, get them there knowingly, that they should not, brothers and sisters. My goodness. And now, why, uh, what, one of the reasons that the Bible gives that, that they would implement the mark of the beast or the RFID. Verse 17. That no man may buy or sell, save he that has the mark of, uh, or the name of the beast and the number of his name. In other words, this Obamacare is even biblical because it will have his name, the Bible says. So the RFID it is included in the Obamacare, not mandatory, but it's recommended by doctor. There were people that went to the doctor who told them right to their face, this is recommended. I recommend you, their own personal PCP, their own personal doctor told them that they were recommending having the RFID. And, and some people, like someone contacted me as a coming from a doctor appointment, a dear sister, she contacted me and she said, Brother Elvie, my goodness, were you right? 
I went to my doctor yesterday, she was telling me, and you won't believe what my doctor said to me. And I said, go ahead, sister, say it. She says, he recommended me to get the RFID. And I, I never thought I would hear this from my own doctor, she said, that he would recommend me the RFID. And I said, dear sister, this is the time that we are in. People don't even realize the time we're in. They think it's all a joke. It's all a game. They think Elvis exaggerate things. Elvis lying. Elvis deceiving. These are, these are the words I heard from many other people who heard my teaching in regard to the mark of the beast. Elvis lying. Elvis deceiving. Don't listen to Elvis. And then when people face the fact of their own doctor or face the fact in churches, I mean, there was a brother in New York who went to a church. And, and the day he goes to church, happens, no, happens to a brother and a sister in New York City. I don't, I don't know why New York, but they happened in New York. Uh, as they went to the church, the pastor was sharing that day with the congregation that he had just gotten the RFID in his right hand. He had the microphone on his left hand, and he was showing his arm. And one of the things he was saying, can you can you even notice I have it? Yeah, just a little, you know, because I just got it, he says. And he says, you can hardly even notice it's pay, uh, painless practically. He says, it, it's thing a little bit. And he was explaining the process to the church. Uh, some people were a bit, you know, like, no, I don't know what to think. But the majority of people were clapping and agreeing with him. And, and he, you know, he's telling the congregation, look, and look, our, our, our musician, one of the leader of the musician, he got it also. You know, we we have a few people here that got in. This is very secure. Our information will be very secure. In the church, this is the the brother said, or the sister said, that she could not believe. She was just visiting this church, visiting the church. She was a visitor. And her leg locked on her. She couldn't move her leg. She was so nervous. Her, she said her leg would not stop shaking because it was listening to the Lord's hour, a teaching in the Lord's hour. Going to church and sitting there listening to this pastor with his hand, his right hand on the ear, showing the congregation the RFID. And she said she could hear in her spirit, get out, run, get out. And she left. And she could not wait to contact me to tell me this, this, this experience she had. And she said, Elvie, continue to teach about the RFID. Because, you know, I thought you were crazy. I tell you the truth. I'm being honest. I thought when you, when I heard you talking about the RFID, I, I didn't think it was so common. I thought it was something that, you know, people are not really getting. It was more about the Obama key and all that. But the RFID, Elvie, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really think um, it was happening. Then, then I got uh, information from California. We got brothers and sisters all over the United States and all over the world. Then they're contacting me from California. Brother Elvie, our school, our grammar school, I can't remember the grade now, uh, have released pamphlet information about the RFID to our children without our parent consent. And they are teaching our children about the RFID in school without the parent consent. We didn't sign anything for them to teach them this. And they're giving them in, in school all these information about the RFID in California. 
And I'm in San Francisco, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. Praise the Lord. And then people from different states contacted me in regard to the same. Then a dear sister, I don't want to say her name, uh, who worked in the project of the RFID in the company in Germany. Uh, I got two, two dear sisters there. And worked with 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 a uh, with a company who actually developed the RFID, and with uh, with massive with were producing it by large amount to the nation, especially to the United States. Now another sister who had uh, her, her company, Hallelujah, uh, recommended for the employee to get the RFID in the right hand. So they will just slide the hand to the to the door, the, the main gate and the door, main gate and the door, for them to go into the company. And they, the majority of, of the company, she was like an eighty percent had gotten the RFID because it was so convenient in carrying an ID. You have to look in your purse and all that. So the RFID, it is so convenient to all these other companies and all that. And two of her friends, she refused. She kept it in her ID. Because you could refuse, they say, temporarily. Then they say it will make it mandatory. This is in Germany. And so her friend got the RFID. One of the things she noticed, she said, Brother Elby, in her own writing, I'm not making this up. This is her own writing. Brother Elby, um, when my friends, and she named she named them, got in the RFID. No, she, she didn't name them. She just believes uh, it's an example word. She didn't want it because uh, it's all top secret. She can, they cannot reveal uh, secret information. And she said they had changed so much. Loving, caring uh, uh, brothers. We used to go to lunch together. Oh, friends, friends. We used to go to lunch together. It's been two weeks since they got in the RFID. They completely changed people. I have encountered them to see why why we're not spending time together at lunch anymore. And... and um, she said they are cold. They're not loving like they used to. Friendly like they used to. They just like machine. They're not the same. And she heard me talking about this on the Lord Tower. Your behavior will change when you get the RFID. You will not be the same as I share with the testimony of the brother. You don't feel the same. You don't feel loving. You don't feel caring anymore. All that goes away. You turn like a machine. When you get this mark, when you get this RFID, and I will say, because of what Revelation 13 and 16 said, that they will get the mark, is that they will die spiritually. It's what I, they, I, it's what I understand. They spiritually die because they don't belong to the Lord no more. God is not a God of the dead. God is a God of the living, the Word of God says. So they are careless. They, they are like animals. And even worse, without any feeling, without any love, when they get the RFID. It's what has happened to the people. There was another church here in America. I don't know if it was Michigan or Detroit. Detroit. That had gotten the RFID. Another pastor. And the elders. And the pastor got in the RFID. And he recommended it to the elder. It was on the news. It was on the internet. And, and one of the things that the, the elder of the church was complaining was, I, I remember uh, copying over the report and putting it on the Lord Tower chat room for people to read it and see it, that I'm not making none of this stuff up. It was all direct information, either from the people or the people that experienced it, same people that went through. 
the the brother, the the young brother that wrote that wrote to me, or the friend now, he himself was writing to me on his own experience. He was heartbroken. He sounded very worried, very concerned, like his life ended when he got the RFID in his right hand. This is the one the Lord said, that's it. He's not allowing his kingdom anymore. Praise the Lord. And I don't question God. I tell you, I'll give you the information. You pray about it. I'm not going to go there and say that and question God. When he tells me something, I believe it, and that's the end of that. I'm not going to go back and question God, brothers and sisters, because it's not up to me. Now, before the Lord took home our dear sister Chu Thomas, one of the revelations, one of the last, the last message Jesus gave to Chu Thomas was to tell his people not to get the RFID, which was in the Obamacare, that it was better, it was better for them to go hungry, hallelujah, to die of persecution, to go hungry, uh, to go naked, to go hungry. And, and it was better for them to be killed than to get the RFID. That's how dangerous the RFID is. And a lot of people don't realize how much it is. A lot of people think that we are exaggerating. No, it's not. I had asked, after two Thomas released that email, that information, I went to the Lord in prayer and I asked the Lord, Lord, is this information accurate? And the Lord said, yes, it is. It is my information he's just doing. That, that was the end of that. I'm not going to question anymore. And I began to tell everyone in the Lord's Tower. I began to teach about it. I was already doing it. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Brothers and sisters, our dear two Thomas is in heaven. Jesus has shown her me in heaven. She is safe. She is in heaven waiting for the wedding of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you ever thought if, if whether she was of God or not, I tell you she is. And she is in heaven, and Jesus himself told me she is. For those that, that, that have the doubt whether Chu Thomas was a God or not, yes, she is, because she's in heaven. If she was not, she would have not gone to heaven. Just to make that clear. Hallelujah. Just to make that clear. She is of God. She always was of God. And she is in heaven with Jesus Christ and the other redeems. Just to make that clear. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, He is wisdom. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. <laughs> the leader, commander, and chief will be a man. And his number is 603 quarter of six. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Man, I've been getting emails after email. Who is the Antichrist? Who is the Antichrist? I say this to the people. Now, I tell you who is one of the beasts, which is one of the Antichrists. There's two antichrists in the Bible. Because I get, I get a message about this, and I want, just want to say this to the people. Who did the Lord reveal to me as the beast of Revelation 13, 1? Here it is. John says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horn ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leper, his feet was as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat in great authority. How oh, this is incredible. The dragon gave him his seat. So whatever was before the, the, the beast in, in the sea was a dragon. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see that one there before. I see it today. <laughs> Whoever was in the sea before, before the... the 
the beast was was the seat of the dragon in great authority. Oh my goodness. This is going to answer a lot of questions to a lot of people. Who was in the sea before? The the dragon was in the sea. Then the beast came to the sea. Oh, my goodness. So, brothers and sisters, look. This beast, it is, it, is the, it is the fallen one, Hussein Obama, right now. That's the first. Now, the the beast of 1311, of Revelation 1311, here it is. And beheld another beast, came out of the, out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon, spoke as a dragon, okay, that is another man, but you see, the first comes out of the sea, Hawaii, the only thing between United States and Hawaii is the sea, he comes out of the sea, comes out of Hawaii, it's the only thing between Hawaii, look it up in the map, what is between Hawaii and the United States, or Hawaii or any other country, the sea, he came out of the sea, but the second beast, Revelation 13, 11, and beheld another beast came out of the earth. No, this is different. This is different. This is where a lot of people make the mistake. They think it's the same. No, it's not the same. That's the Bible is being very specific, and it's giving you and I a sign to follow. Okay? It's giving us a clue to follow. The second beast comes out of the earth. Okay? Now, in all European countries, what you see, brothers and sisters, is land. There's no sea between each other. That you can say he, he came out of the sea. No, the Bible says he came out of the earth, European country. All there is is land in the European country. This man comes from the European country, and there's only land. Very clear. Praise the Lord. Because out of the United States, you will not have two Antichrists. But out of Europe, yeah, you will have one. And there are other signs to follow also that someone was sharing with me. You read me the Bible verse and everything. So, he comes out of the earth. This comes from the European country. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke as a dragon. Listen to this careful. The second beast, there are two different clues that the Bible is giving us. He has two horns. Two horns equal power. Hallelujah, kingdom, authority, two horns. Like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He's very calm, looked very humble. But when he speaks, he speaks like the devil. That's, that's a clue right there. That is a clue. He speaks like a dragon. The dragon is the devil. He speaks like the devil. He doesn't speak like a, dra like a, a beast. I want you to see the difference of the two. The, the second beast speaks like a dragon. I want you to notice something. Hallelujah. The first beast, look how the first beast speaks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The dragon gave him power and power and he see in great authority. He uses great authority. Authority, authority, a great authority, great power. It's usually military power. As I was showing that with people in the book of Daniel. Military power, military authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, the first beast is, is totally different. And it's just totally different from the second beast. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 5 of the first beast. And there was, a, uh, uh, there was given unto him a mouth to speak great things and blasphemy. Okay? 
blasphemy. And it was power was given unto him to continue for 42 months. And the 42 months before the second beast come, brothers and sisters, there is a nation that will lead the world for 42 months. Then the other nation who had great authority will lead it for the rest of the 42 months. I believe the United States has been given in the tribulation 42 months. There will be another nation. Because the Lord showed this to me like this. The Lord showed me that the first beast is going to go to Europe. So the Lord revealed it to me. After the United States comes down. The United States will be down, completely down, in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. Jesus showed this to me. Completely destroyed. The United States will be in the first three and a half years of the tribulation, of what Jesus revealed to me. In the second three and a half uh, year of the tribulation is when Europe, the European country with the Antichrist right now, we heard on the new Great Britain, Britain is trying to come out of the European Union. They even, they even asked Donald Trump to interfere. So this will not happen. Why? Because they have a plan for the last 42 months. Is what I want to tell you. For the last three and a half years. Obama asked him this. The beast asked him to do this. To interfere. Okay? Because the beast time, it is not really now. The beast is setting up his kingdom. The beast time is when he goes to the UN. He's setting his position as the president of the UN. When he go to the UN, is when he will have all power, brothers and sisters. But someone said years ago, talking to the father in regard to him going to the UN, the father said to him that after he will end his presidency in the United States, he will go to the UN. Years ago, to this brother, he shared this with me. I was looking forward to see that. I remember. I believe I said this at the Lord's Hour back in 2012. I can't wait to see him going to the UN. We were talking on the phone about this. And now, it is almost the time for him to go to the UN. Brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happened. Because he, he told me he will go to the UN. The brother told me he will go to the UN. Okay. And we were waiting all this year. We talked about these things way early, back in 2008. So, 2010. When he came into office. Okay, so we'll, we'll see that we're looking for event to happen, and we're already seeing event happening exactly how we said it. And a lot of people who follow the Lord's Tower know exactly what I mean, because I said up, uh, out of the event that will come to happen out of the book of Daniel, and it's all been happening to the letter, to the letter. Someone was saying that to me, and I said, oh, praise God. This is for the people to know who is of God and who's not, because we're seeing things happening. Praise the Lord. But he will be removed out of the office. The Lord is going to put in there the one he won, which I believe is Donald Trump, the God wants, the one that God wants in office. Okay? A lot of the people have pointed me out to Donald Trump and said, Brother Obi has said that Donald Trump will be in office. Uh, I didn't specifically say Donald Trump, but I saw the men that I saw look like Donald Trump, that God was shown to me. But I could not really see his face. Amen? So it's all in God's hand. But it will not be Obama who won't be in office again. Oh, Hillary. It will be Donald Trump. I mean, it will be someone else. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It's easy to say Donald Trump, but because he's the only the only candidate after Hillary Clinton. Amen. He opened up his mouth in blasphemy against God and, and to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and then that dwell under heaven. Now, listen to this. The first beast of Revelation 13.1. I'm reading what the first beast is doing. He's coming against God. He is coming against believers, Christians. 
in, in the United States history, there has not been a president that has come more against Christians than Barack Obama. It's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. I'm quoting what someone else has said. He has put more, more um, law in place, hallelujah, as a commander-in-chief than any other president, more sacred law, more sacred law he has brought than any other president in his presidency. And a lot, most of it is against Christians. It's against Christians, against the church. Well, here it is. He's coming. He also quoted Matthew 5 and mocked God. He blasphemed God when he quoted Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 5. Matthew 5. You can look it up on Google. On YouTube, I'm sorry. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. I, I saw it and I was stunned when I saw the video. He had mocked God. He had blasphemed God. Clearly, openly, without any fear. Verse 7. And he was given unto him to make word against the saints to overcome them. And power was given unto him of all the kingdoms and tongues and nations. Why is he uh, doing what he's doing against the, uh, to keep the European Union together and all, these, and all the nations of the earth? Because the power has been given to him. That's why. Everything he's doing is because God had granted him to, him to do this. And he's overcoming the same in many other ways. He's, he overcame the church in, um, against homosexual. We know that, that in the United States, the only law the, uh, in regard to marriage, the only constitution in regard to marriage, according to the, U, uh, the U.S. Constitution, has been a marriage between a man and a woman. Well, he, he overcame everyone when he established homosexual in all 50 states to be married or, to, or that can get married. He overcame the Christian right there. He overcame the same. In another part, he overcame the same. In abortion. He, he overcame the sin in abortion because he, the, the ACLU, which is a Christian organization uh, going against Obama in the Supreme Court, had lost. They had lost against Obama. So he overcame them in court. He overcame them publicly. Brothers and sisters, the word of God said he would. He'll make word against the sin and overcome it. He, he made word, political word, uh, your political pressure. However, he that he 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 warred against them. And he won. He overcame them. This has never happened before. Look up all this information. Go on the ACLU website and look it up. He overcame the church in court. He overcame the Christian in court. He warred against them and overcame them. And power was given unto him over all the kingdoms and tongues of the nation. Now he got a meeting in the Geneva twice already. One in, in Switzerland. When he gave all these precedents of the world, of the different nations, an incentive, an incentive, which is free money, for them to have, have their population, their people get the RFID. Someone from Ecuador contacted me to tell me how they seen business people, okay, the Hagayan the RFID, and people on radio have said themselves that they have the RFID. People they respected and all that. They have said they have gotten the RFID in the right hand. And they have also said, by the government making them to say these things, mandatory practically, in regard to business people and all that, that they need to get the RFID. And they have also said that they will make the population soon get the RFID. This happened in China. China, most of the businessmen have gotten the RFID in the right hand. And China has said they will make it mandatory in the same way India. 
Same thing with India. I said they will make it mandatory. They have even given a year when it will be mandatory. Brothers and sisters, and it's all been because Obama gave them an incentive for these president and nation to get to, to have the RFID. Now the Pope have embraced the RFID, which is a full profit. The Pope we have now, it is the full profit. Jesus said to me, Yes. Just wanted to say that put that up there so you know that there are more things happening than what a lot of people think there is. The word of God is coming to pass, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And he was given given unto him to make water against the same he overcame them. He did. He overcame them in court. So I, the, the word of God is prophetic. You got to see it there. Verse 8. And know that dwell on the earth, worship him. They they still, do, uh, hallelujah, they still, uh, they still go and check uh, how many people agree with, with him, Obama. And it's more than 50%. They still worship him. They still love him. Hallelujah. They still love him. Yeah, that is so true. They still love him. Hallelujah. They still in love with Obama. And that's why most of the people that follow Obama are following, are following Hillary Clinton today. That is so true. Verse 10. He that, that, that leader into captivity should go into captivity. He that kill with the sword by me. Kill with the sword. And he, he is the patient of, of, the, of the faith of the saints. We're going to have to endure, brothers and sisters. People are being led into captivity with this RFID, clearly. And those that are being killed by the sword, it's a, uh, we see Christians around the world being killed by the sword, being murdered. So it's happening, and it's happening more and more every, every day. Thank you, Lord. But I'm, I'm here to inform God's people that we need to be in prayer. We need to be in repentance, because these things are happening more and more every day. More Christians are being murdered. More Christians are being killed around the, world, the, the earth. And it's for us to keep them in prayer, brothers and sisters. Keep each other in prayer. Pray for one another, the Bible says. Pray without ceasing. Very important. Very important. Very important we pray without ceasing. Now, the second beast, Revelation, uh, we see it in, in, in 13 11. He behold, another beast came out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like, like a dragon. Verse 12. He exercised all the power of the first beast before him. Before him, who? Before the before the first beast, the second beast in the eyes of the of the first beast is exercising all the power. Whatever he did in the United States, he's doing in Europe. They both together know like two good bodies in Europe now. He causes the earth and then that dwell on the earth to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. She will be wounded, but somehow. The, the wound will be healed. I saw this. When the Lord showed this to me, I was stunned. Okay? I was stunned. I was stunned. I was stunned. I was stunned. Now, on the second part of the tribulation, after the 32 months, I saw this. The Lord showed this to me. Revelation 13, 13. He go, he does great wonder, so that he make a fire come down from heaven, and the earth, hallelujah, and the earth in the sight of men, and the earth in the sight of men. I saw nuclear weapon after the 42 months being dropped on Israel in the sight of, of men. He thinks that nuclear weapon and all these nuclear things are going to give him the victory. That's what they're counting with. Because they got so many. They got thousands of them. I think it's 2,500 United States or 2,700 nuclear weapons. So they're planning to use it. That's why they keep making more. I even heard on the news they're making more. Because they're planning to use it. 
That's why they're planning to use it. Hallelujah. So the Lord showed it to me. The Lord was came by the end of the 42 months. And by the 42 months, Jesus was in protecting his people, the Jewish people, in Jerusalem over the year. And I saw these United States planes, F-15, uh, Japan, Germany, all these countries, China. And I saw they had a nuclear weapon. What they had, it was nuclear. It was gray missile, which I know they can carry nuclear weapon. We see it in the news today on the Internet. So, brothers and sisters, the, what they're planning is not good, but it's going to go worse for them. They think they can use it against the Lord. Hallelujah. But they are wrong, and God is going to prove the nation they are wrong. And all the followers that get their mark, oh my goodness, that get the RFID, they'll be in deep trouble with God. And so this is why we need to be telling them to repent. We need to be telling people to repent. We need to be telling people to turn back to God because this is very serious, and, and it will continue to happen more. More people will get the RFID. Now, there is a fear on Christians to talk about the mark of the beast. Don't be afraid. You and I as a Christian have a responsibility, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We have a responsibility to teach everyone the truth. Because the truth is what's going to set people free. But we must not be afraid to speak out the truth. Imagine if Jesus, because they were about to stone him, kept quiet and not told him the truth. Every time Jesus wanted to tell the people the truth, the Pharisees and scribes and all things, the community grabbed stone, the Bible said, in their hand to stone him. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, but you know what? Jesus did not keep quiet. He told them the, the truth, although they didn't like it, although they were about to stone him, brothers and sisters, because we cannot be afraid of man. We cannot. Hallelujah. We cannot be. Hallelujah. We cannot be. a Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're not afraid. Why should we be afraid? Thank you, Lord. Why? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, John 8, 58, 9. They took day of stone. To cast off him, but Jesus hid himself and went out out of the temple. He passed through the midst of them, so he went on his way. After he told them the truth, they were very angry. They had the stone ready to stone him, but he just left. Uh, John ten thirty one. They the Jew again took uh, took up stone to stone him. See, they had stone. He still, going, he, he still kept going back to them. Teaching them the truth. They were willing to stone him, but he didn't care. Cause he wa I mean, he cared. Nobody cared more than him. But I mean, he didn't pay mind to, the, to what they wanted to do because he wanted to preach the truth. He had a relationship with God. A responsibility to tell them the truth because the truth was set them free. Hallelujah. Look, uh, John 11 eight. The disciples said unto him, Master, the Jew lately saw out to stone thee, and thou do it. Go hither again. You see, the disciples were worried. But Lord, you know, they're ready to stone you. <laughs> they're ready to stone you, Lord. You going to go back there again? 
Jesus answered and said, Are there not twelve hours in the day? He says, If a man walk in the day, he stumble not, because he sees the light of the world of the world of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumble, because there is no light in him. These things spoke he after he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeping, let's go and wake him up. They had the stone waiting for him, to stone him, to kill him. He was not even concerned about, but about what they wanted to do to him. Because he had a responsibility. The day had 12 hours. You're not going to stop me from working for my father in the daylight. I'm going to go in and out and preach the word. In other words, not afraid, willing to go out and preach the word. And that's what we need to do. A lot of Christians are not putting nothing about the RFID, the Mark of the Beast, on, the, on, the, on their Facebook because they are afraid what other people may be offended, what other people may say. No, my brothers and sisters, speak the truth. You have a responsibility with your Father in heaven. What are you going to say to your Father when you meet him face to face in heaven, like the angel meet him face to face? What are you going to say to him? I was afraid. I was afraid, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you going to say that to God, that you were afraid of what my people may do to you? Don't don't think this way. I'm telling you, if you say that, if you think this way, you're being a coward. God is not pleased with you. It's not easy for me to come on the radio, come on the program and talk about these things. But you know what? So what? Even friends, Christians get offended. Because I talk about the RFID. So what? Pastor get offended. People write to me so angry. Oh, this is not. I got a great dear friend, Pastor, back in Massachusetts. He said, this is not the, the mark of the beast. Have you heard from the Lord about it? Have you fasted? Have you prayed? Have you saw the Lord in regard to the mark of the beast? To see whether it's the system of the, of the Antichrist or not? Or you just want to put out your own opinion? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. No. No. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew fourteen twenty seven. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be it a good comfort, and be not afraid. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We cannot be afraid. We cannot be under fear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The man that had with one talent, he buried it. And what did he say? Matthew twenty five twenty five. I was therefore afraid, and when he hid the, thy talent on the earth, behold, thou hast thy own. Hmm. And Jesus said, Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go and tell my brethren that they go into Galilee. That should deceive me. And when he resurrection, God don't want us to be afraid. God don't want us to be hiding, brothers and sisters. And, and he doesn't want to hear that we were afraid. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't want us to be afraid, to be under fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is not of God. I want to read to you what Jesus said to this man. After he had hidden the one talent, God gave him to multiply. Jesus said unto them, Be not afraid and go to... Um, no, this is Matthew. I said Matthew 25. Sorry. Thank you, Lord. I just want to read to you what Jesus uh, said to this man, hallelujah, that was so afraid that he did his talent. Matthew 25, 26. Thank you, Lord. 
And his master answered said unto him, Thou evil servant, and slothful that thou knowest that I reap where I sow it not, and gather where I straw it not. Thou slower therefore have thou put my money into the exchanger, then that I might come and shall I have received my own with vantage, with interest, in other words. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to unto him which has ten talents. See, God will multiply your blessing when you are obedient. But when you get so fearful, when you walk, when you do everything under fear, afraid of what people may say, afraid of what people may do, you will not get your blessing from God. You will not be blessed this way. And maybe a lot of people ask him, why am I not being blessed? Well, check yourself. Check your life. Pray. Seek the Lord. It might be that God's been telling you to speak out, and you've been afraid to. Work for him, and you've been afraid to. Your life may be, maybe been under fear. God is not a God of fear, I tell you that. Fear is not of God. God fear is not of God. Okay, that is holding you from doing the will of God. Uh-uh. That is of the devil. That is of the devil. You need to repent if your life been under fear. Maybe that's why you're not being blessed as you've been asking God to. You've been praying, maybe fasting. For God to bless you, but you're not being blessed because you've been under fear. You need to repent that fear. Thank you, Lord. More teaching coming after this. Shalom. Love Talk Radio.
God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. His mercy endure. Hallelujah. His mercy endure forever. Hallelujah. Our God is a merciful God. Hallelujah. We want to start with prayer to the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Because God is good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Thank you, God. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the opportunity, Father, to bring the word to your people, God. Hallelujah. For this word will be maybe a blessing to them, Lord. Father God, we ask you, Father, hallelujah, to bless your people, God. We ask you to, to praise the Lord, hallelujah, bless your people through your word, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring comfort and bring, bring hope to your people, God. We ask you, God, that you will move on the people, Lord that your presence will be felt, Lord, through this radio station, Lord, that you will fix everything, Lord, how it needs to be fixed with this radio station, God, that you will take control over this radio station, God, oh, God Almighty, hallelujah, that your power moving among your people, God, hallelujah, that anyone, hallelujah, Father, that are listening, Lord, will be blessed through this radio station, Lord, through this radio, hallelujah, through this Black Talk Radio, Lord Jesus, your people will be blessed. They will receive, uh, hallelujah, touch from your spirit, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Almighty. Thank you for your love and mercy, God. You are so good, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your mercy, God. We thank you for your mercy, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Brother Chance. Hallelujah. You want to say anything, Brother? I'd just like to say hello to everybody. We've been 
kind of fighting through some of these difficulties. I think we got it ironed out. Amen, 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 brother. Amen, amen. These are difficult times, brother. We're we're about to go home very soon, brother. Hallelujah. And and, and, and the enemy is not happy. He's not happy that he's going to lose some people, that finally some people are going to be out of this earth, brother. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. So we've got to be in constant prayer, constant repenting, hallelujah, getting us ready with God, hallelujah, because he's in control, hallelujah. He's in control of everything. Hallelujah. Uh, it just reminds me when, when the Lord Jesus Christ was in the boat with his disciples. Hallelujah. And, and he was sleeping, hallelujah, the Bible said. And, and when the storm got started shaking the boat, um, the disciples got scared. They thought they were going to die. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Lord was there with them. As long as, as the Lord is in your life, he, he might sound quiet in your life. You might feel like he's not doing anything in your life, hallelujah. But I can tell you he's with you, hallelujah. If you, if you, hallelujah, receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he's in your life, hallelujah. He's in there with you, hallelujah. You're not going through the storm by yourself, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He's, he's going through the storm with you, hallelujah. He's, he's, he's praise the Lord, hallelujah, helping you. He, he, his hands are open for you, for you. Hallelujah. Right, brother? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he's not going to leave you alone. Hallelujah. You might feel like he's, you know, you might feel by your, that you're by yourself now, especially the people that don't have a companion. Hallelujah. Who are going through very difficult time. Hallelujah. Um, they might feel lonely. Hallelujah. But the Lord is there. Hallelujah. He's there. He's there. He'll support you. He'll help you. All you got to do is get on your knees and pray. All you got to do is get on your knees and seek the Lord with your heart. Do it from your heart. Don't do it from just from your mouth and out or from your mind and, your, and you know, in your mouth and out. You Do it from your heart. Seek the Lord from your heart. Hallelujah. And you, you will see the Lord move in your life. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, uh, tonight we, we wanted to talk about the mark of the beast. You know, that's the topic for tonight. Hallelujah, and I just made, I just finished today making a video about the mark of the beast. It's gonna be going on YouTube very soon. Hallelujah, and um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I wanted to to share, Hallelujah, what's going on right now with with with, with this um, mystery. The Bible calls it the mystery. Hallelujah. The mark of the beast is, is a mystery. The devil works in a mysterious way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's called in, in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, hallelujah, uh, verse 7, it says, For the mystery of the lawlessness is already at work. Only he who restrains him will do so until he is taken out of the way, which we know that the one that is restraining him is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, because the church is still here. The, the, the people of God are still here. And the Holy Spirit dwelling within God's people, hallelujah. So uh, the Holy Spirit holding the enemy back, hallelujah. He would like to start, he would like to be doing more damage, praise God, hallelujah. But the Holy Spirit is not allowing him to do this, hallelujah. If you, if you open your Bible to, to 2 Thessalonians, hallelujah, 2 Thessalonians uh, uh, chapter 2, 
We're going to start reading on verse 1. Then we're going to the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel. Hallelujah. We're going to speak in Genesis. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you what the Bible in the book of Genesis talks about. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, uh, about the seven years tribulations. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, which a lot of people says it's three years and a half. But I'm going to show you through the, through the, through the life of Jacob. The tribulation, praise God, hallelujah, it's, it's seven, it's seven, um, seven years. Nah, nah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I, I want to introduce my brother Chance, hallelujah. He's, he's my IT man. He's a, he's a great man of God. Hallelujah, and the Lord has really uh, changed Bradshaw. It's his last name, Bradshaw. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, brother. You did a good job. That's right. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's the IT man for this program, for the Lord's show. Hallelujah. We also have our, our own webpage. It's, it's the Lord, the Lord's, Lord, where, um, at the, the end, the Lord's show. Hallelujah. Uh, it's the Lord, Lord'sHour.com. The Lord's Hour, I'm sorry, the Lord's Hours dot com. That's mm-hmm. the the web page that where you can go and we're gonna be posting video on there and you can you can you can just um I mean you can enjoy the word of the Lord there. These videos are a blessing. They've been a blessing for thousands of people and you know, we wanna to continue to, to to you know, to do what the Lord wants us to do. The Lord is the one putting in our heart to, to make these video and he's blessing his people through them. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So, hallelujah, we're, we're excited for what God is doing. We're seeing the move of God, hallelujah. God is moving. He's saving people. He's touching people. He's doing amazing things in people's life, hallelujah. And, and we're just so grateful. We're just so grateful. Listen to the song of holy, a holy, holy. I love the song. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, hallelujah.
praise God, praise God, praise God. Our God is holy. Our God is holy, hallelujah. Our God is good, hallelujah. Praise God for his mercy, hallelujah. His mercy endures forever, hallelujah. We're, we're talking about we're talking about the mark of the beast, hallelujah. The mark of the beast, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is, this is the topic today. And we're in Second Thessalonians, hallelujah. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, hallelujah, we're going to start reading on verse 1, hallelujah, and I want you to pay attention, hallelujah, what it says here on verse 1, this is very important, hallelujah, because it, 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 it talks about, hallelujah, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the rapture, hallelujah, praise the Lord, it says, now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and are gathering together to him, hallelujah, which is gathering together to him, hallelujah. That's what it says in Texas, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.16, that we will meet the Lord in the cloud. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And it talks about here that we will be gathering together to him. It talks about there clearly, to him, the Holy Spirit will take us to the Lord, hallelujah, that you that you not be quickly shaken from your composure, hallelujah, or be disturbed either by spirit, hallelujah, or by message or letter, as if it was from us, for the effect, for, to the effect that that day of the Lord has come, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Let no one, let no one tell you that the rapture has already happened, hallelujah. Let no one in any way continue saying deceive you, hallelujah, why? Because the enemy, hallelujah, is deceiving people, hallelujah. The enemy is in these last days is deceiving people, hallelujah. And we, God's people, have, has to be very, very careful, hallelujah, not to be deceived. It's very important, hallelujah, that we keep our eyes open, hallelujah, that we will, will not be deceived for what the enemy is doing, hallelujah, hallelujah, and to keep and it keeps on saying, for it, it will not come unless the apostasy, the light, the seed, come first. Hallelujah. Talking about there, the seven years revelations. No, no, this, no. Because it's also talking about the second coming. It's talking about the seed that is coming among this last time now. The man of loneliness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's revealed the son of destruction who opposed and insult himself above every so-called God or object worship, so that he take his seat in the temple of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before the second coming, hallelujah, before the second coming, the Lord, the, the Antichrist must come. The apostasy must come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But before the second coming of the Lord, we will meet the Lord. Hallelujah. We will guard it together with the Lord in the cloud. The Bible says very clearly which is the rapture at the church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the deceive of, of, of the evil one has already started. It's very clear on verse 7. For the mystery of the loneliness is already at work. Only he who restrains him, restrain, will do so until he is taken out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, hallelujah, will be taken out before the Antichrist will manifest on earth. We will be taken out before the Antichrist will manifest. Hallelujah. We will not stay for the tribulation. We're not 
in the tribulation, like many people are saying, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Verse 8, it says, Then the lawlessness one will be revealed, whom the Lord was slain with the bread out of his mouth. At the end, at the end of the seven-year tribulation, hallelujah, the end of the seven-year tribulation, the Lord will slay the enemy. Hallelujah. The Lord will throw him, hallelujah, will, 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 him, will incarcerate him for, 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 seven, for a thousand years, I'm sorry. A thousand years he will be put in prison. Hallelujah. On the end when the Lord comes, the Lord will take care of the devil. Hallelujah. He will stop the devil. Hallelujah. From doing what he's going to be doing for seven years. Hallelujah. But before before he's incarcerated, hallelujah, he, he, he's going to deceive many people. This is the key of all this. Hallelujah. And in verse 7, if you're the mystery of the Lord and there's already a work, this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. That the mystery... The the, the, the the secrecy is another word. Of the lowliness of the Antichrist, of the men of sin, is called by the Bible. It's already a work. He is already doing what he what he's planning to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you read verse 6 there, it says very clear. And you know that the, the restrain him so that in his time he will be, re, will be revealed. Hallelujah. It, it's called, if you listen there careful in verse 6, his time, he will be revealed. The, the, his time is seven years. That's his time. Hallelujah. Seven years of his time. The Lord has given the church 2,000 years, okay? 2,000 years, over, over 2,000 years, and it's called the Antichrist, his time. So his seven years. All right? He... Hallelujah, is going to do all his evil in seven years. Because on the end of the seven years, the Lord, hallelujah, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to stop him. Hallelujah. Now, if you go back to the, to the book of Genesis, chapter 31, hallelujah, you read there that Jacob was running, hallelujah, from Laban. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. All right, in, in, in the seven years is in, the, is in the, the life of Jacob in the book of Genesis. The Bible says very clear that Jacob, hallelujah, ran from his house, hallelujah, from the promised land, hallelujah, ended up in Laban's house, hallelujah, and um, the Lord made all this happen. The Lord prophesied this to his mother that these things was going to happen to Jacob. So it was planted God just to know ahead of everything that we go, God knows what we're going to go through, brothers and sisters. There's no surprise to God, hallelujah. He knows exactly what we're going to go through. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we we, we cannot be surprised of what's, hap- what, what's happening in our life. You cannot be surprised. Hallelujah. Because God knows what's going to happen to us. So in all this, we need to trust the Lord. That's all we need to do. Trust the Lord. Hallelujah. That he's in control. He is the one allowing these things to happen to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That he 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 will protect us. He will protect us going through all this hardship and, and, and hard time and difficult time. Hallelujah! That he will not leave us alone. So um, Jacob was going through all this tough time. Hallelujah! And let me tell you, Hallelujah! He went and, and, and told Laban he will, he was going to work for Laban for seven years. 
I'm going to tell you, in this story, Laban is the devil. Laban is the devil. Hallelujah. Leah, his first wife, is the world. Hallelujah. And Rachel is the, is the church, hallelujah, that is contaminated with the things of the world. That is very confused. That is going through a very hard time. Hallelujah. And Jacob in this story is, is, the, is the chosen one. It's the person called by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But he, hallelujah, it is in the seven-year tough time where the devil is, 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 is deceiving him. He's in, the, he's in his seven-year tribulation. He, he, hallelujah. He agreed with Laban with the devil. Hallelujah. Practically, we can call it the devil because he is the devil. That he was going to work seven years for him. That's a seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God knows everything. Now, hallelujah. God wanted to show in this story what's going to be happening in the tribulation. Okay? Now, the the first seven years, when he thought he was marrying Rachel, all right, Satan deceived him again, Laban, deceived him, and made him marry Leah, his older daughter. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jacob thought he was marrying Rachel. Hallelujah. But, see, it's like in the tribulations, people think they're going to do whatever they're going to, they're going to do. They're, they're going to make the, 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 the life of the Antichrist a living hell. But the devil has a lot of experience in, in his evilness and his weakness. Let me tell you, you cannot play with the enemy. Hallelujah. Only the Lord can take care of him for us. We cannot go into a game with him. Hallelujah. Or oh, 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 we might get ourselves in trouble. So we need to understand this. This is very serious. This is very important that we understand, hallelujah, that, that we cannot play with the enemy. The only the only thing we can do is go in and see a protection with the Lord. Hallelujah. Dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what the, the Psalm 91 says. Hallelujah. That we need to dwell under his shadow, under his protection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalm 34, 7, he will send his angel around you to protect you. As long as you are in that, that protection, hallelujah, you, you will be protected by God from the enemy. Hallelujah. But don't think I've I seen people, they haven't, seen, they haven't received the Lord as the personal Savior. They're not saved, and they're taking on Satan, they say. It's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We need to understand that we need to be under the protection of the Almighty. Only the Almighty can protect us from the evilness and the sickness of the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jacob, hallelujah, was deceived by Laban and married Leah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he, he agreed. Now that he was deceived, he noticed he was so mad at Laban. He was so, like, people are going to be so mad at the devil for all this deceitment that are going on now. But you know what? Hallelujah. Now he has to wait another seven years to marry to marry um, Rachel. Hallelujah. So he worked another seven so He agreed with Laban to work another seven years. So he, he worked another seven years for Rachel. So he, he ended up working 14 years. Hallelujah. So he was in the world, which was Leah. Hallelujah. With the, with the bride who was in the world. Hallelujah. Who was, who was contaminated who has all these idols in her life, hallelujah, who was not, who, who was serving God, but was also not repenting sincerely. This is very important that we repent sincerely before God, hallelujah. And, and God will take control of, of your life, that God will see that the sincere repenting in your heart, not from your lips, hallelujah, 
but from your heart, hallelujah. So after he worked 14 years, seven for Leah, seven for Rachel, hallelujah. So, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He ended up working six more years, hallelujah, for Laban, for the devil, hallelujah, which the number six is right there clear in the Bible, hallelujah. Six more years, hallelujah, where he worked one, two, three, four times, six, six, six. There's your six, six, six from God. There's your six, six in the Bible. Three times work for, for Laban. There's right there. Six years, which it means the devil took in control of him. Now, what happened during those six last year? He was for Laban. What did the enemy do? Let me tell you what the enemy did. Hallelujah. To Jacob. Hallelujah. After they agree on what sheep he was going to, hallelujah, have, hallelujah, Laban went and sent his son to change the sheep and deceive Jacob. In other words, he worked for the currency, for the money, hallelujah, the dollar. We can call it the dollar now, hallelujah. But, but Laban went, the devil went and changed the currency, hallelujah. And then, uh, hallelujah, changed the currency, so, hallelujah, uh, Jacob was losing. So God has to intervene, hallelujah. You can see that the angel of the Lord appeared to Jacob, hallelujah, and told him how to win over Jacob. Only the Lord can deliver you from the wickedness of Satan, hallelujah, because Jacob made an agreement with Laban, hallelujah, but Laban was the devil, and the devil started deceiving Jacob, hallelujah. Do you understand what the enemy done now? So the currency during those seven years is going to be, it's going to, it's going to be changed, hallelujah. The devil is going to change the currency, hallelujah. So this is what we need to understand. He will change the monastery system during those seven years, the dollar, it's the buying power in the market. All the countries are buying oil with a dollar. It's, it, you know, it's, all, it's being used all, all over the planet right now, you can say. Hallelujah. So but the devil is going to change the currency. Hallelujah. There's going to be a new currency during the seven-year tribulations. So this is what the people need to, 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 to remember. Hallelujah. That the currency is going to be changed. Now, the... When the Lord came to Jacob on the end to deliver him, to deliver him, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. He came to deliver him, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But, um, hallelujah, Jacob, hallelujah, had to be delivered by God. He could not do it by himself, hallelujah. He could not do it by himself. God has to intervene, hallelujah. He has to intervene. Because he knew that Jacob cannot do that all by himself. So the angel of God went and told Jacob to get out of there. That's Genesis 31, if you read in Genesis 31, hallelujah. Now, praise the Lord, hallelujah. So you, if you see it there clearly, you can go and read it, and read it hallelujah. And, and you can see clearly, hallelujah, what, what's being, what I'm talking about there, hallelujah, in Genesis 31, hallelujah. It's, it's very clear, hallelujah, when the Lord has to intervene to get him out of there, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Now, in, in the book of Revelation, all right, we're talking about the mark of the beast, hallelujah, the mark of the beast, hallelujah. Now, it's talking about the, 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 the evil one, Revelation 13, 17. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, you will find 
the, the, the mark of the beast six times in the book of Revelations. It's not a coincidence that it's there six times. It's not there seven times. It's not there five times. It's there six times, all right, indicating the enemy, hallelujah. Seven is the number of perfection of God, and six is the six is the, the number of the beast, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 14:9. hallelujah. Another angel, a third one, followed them and saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, hallelujah. There you go, hallelujah. This, this mark will be on your forehead or on your hand. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And it's already the, the government, hallelujah, I, I have seen reports from scientists, hallelujah, that they say that these dish chips that they make, hallelujah, it can only go right on the hand or on the forehead. Those are the only places that they find out that, that you know, this shit can, can, can be put on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I, I also been informed today that in China, uh, a few days ago, they, 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 in, they're starting to implement a, a ship, hallelujah, a similar ship, like the Mark of the Beast ship, hallelujah. I do not know if it's the same ship, but with, you know, the Bible says very clear, the, mis, the mystery Hallelujah. The, 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 there was already an action there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and the population, the people are starting to use this thing now to buy or sell very clear in India. Hallelujah. So people of God, the, the news are going out there. This is all on the move now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Revelation 14, 11, and the smoke of the torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever received the mark on the, of his name, hallelujah. Right? The, the mark of the beast is tied up with the, with the name of the beast, hallelujah, with the Antichrist. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's tied up. It's one thing the Bible says in the book of Revelation, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So, hallelujah. So this is going on right now. This is going on right now. If you, what I just read now, it says very clear that the torment will go on forever. Hallelujah. This is not to be played with people of God. Once you get this mark, the friends that are, the, the friends that are listening to me, okay, once you get this mark at the, at the beast, hallelujah, at the Antichrist, hallelujah, it, God will not forgive you. You can repent day and night for seven years, and God will not forgive you for this. Hallelujah. This is why. When the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to John, the Apostle John, to give him these revelations, hallelujah, hallelujah, he made it very clear which for his people, uh, it is very clear that it's for the last day. And we are in the last day. The trumpet is, a, is ready to sound. It is going to sound any day now. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So we me, hallelujah, to watch child. We need to be on constant repenting. We need to be on constant, constant seeking the Lord. Reading his word and fasting. It's very important, hallelujah, that we maintain a life of repenting before this trumpet sound. Because the trumpet is going to sound so quick, so fast, hallelujah, that once it sounds, once you hear the trumpet, you're out of here in a blink of an eye, the Bible says, hallelujah. 
It will be the last thing you hear on this earth once a trumpet sounds. So this is why it's so important, people, that we are ready. It's not, it's not that we're going to be ready. It's that we need to be ready now. Now is the time for us to be ready. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That we are seeking the Lord, that we are repenting. Hallelujah. This is no time for confusion. If you are confused, stop watching television. Stop going on Facebook talking to demons. Hallelujah. Stop talking to people who don't know what they're talking about. Excuse me, what they're talking about. It's very important that we understand, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, that we need to, to seek the Lord, we need to be close to the Lord, hallelujah, in these last days. There's no time for us, hallelujah, to be doing other things than seeking God. If you're working, before you go to work, pray. After you come from work, pray. Take some time even working, because I did it. The Lord called me to fast when I was working, and I did it. And the Lord blessed me for that. Hallelujah. It's very important. There is no time to say to the Lord, I cannot fast. You need to fast at least, hallelujah, one day a week. This was told to me from the Lord. I asked the Lord, Lord, why would I tell your people how many days they need to fast? And the Lord said, at least one day a week. It's very important, people of God that we do this, hallelujah, that we stay in communion with the Lord. Now, Revelation, hallelujah, uh, Revelation 16:2. So the first angel went and poured out his ball on earth, and it came a lonesome and a malignant sore on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped the image, hallelujah. Once you get the mark of the beast, you're going to end up worshipping the image, all right? The mark and the image is tied up. Hallelujah. That's why the mark goes with the name of the Antichrist, with the name of the beast. All three things are one. Sex, sex, sex. Hallelujah. Understand this. Hallelujah. It says very clear. Revelation 16, 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so the people who have the mark of the beast, Revelation 16, 2, and who worship the image, they receive Hallelujah, the wrath of God came upon their life. Why? Hallelujah, because they already had the mark of the beast, and they were already worshiping the image. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation 19.20. Hallelujah. Now, it says that the beast was seized, and with him the full prophet who performed the sign in his presence by which he deceived those who had deceived the mark of the beast in those who worship his image, these two were thrown alive. They were thrown alive into a lake of fire which burned with brimstone. People of God, listen to this. This is very important. The Antichrist and the full prophet will not escape the hand of God. But so are those who get the mark of the beast and the hands and the forehead will not escape. They will not escape being thrown, hallelujah, in the lake of fire. Hallelujah. They will not escape. It's impossible. Once they get the mark of the beast, they're going into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. And I tell you this 
because the Lord took me into the middle of the tribulations, hallelujah, and I saw this young woman, she must have been 19, she had a couple of kids with her, all right, it was a son and her daughter, and she was eating from the from the from the garbage dumpster, dumpster, and, and and I seen that, and it was so horrible for me seeing this scene that the Lord, you know, was showing me, Hallelujah, that I was like, wow, and she was all dirty, her kid was all dirty, her the clothes was all dirty, praise the Lord, Hallelujah, and I seen her like taking taking leftovers out of the garbage, and she was eating and giving it to her kid, Hallelujah. It was such a horrible thing, Hallelujah, what I was seeing, Hallelujah. But I seen a sister who came all dressed up, all nice and everything, hallelujah. And she did, she she was telling this other sister, she said, sister, what are you doing? Why are you putting yourself through all this mess? Why are you putting yourself through all this suffering? Hallelujah. Why don't you just go, get the mark on your hand, hallelujah, and, and, they, and they will give you a card with money where you can go to the market and buy food for you and your kids. Why are you putting yourself through this? And I heard when the, I heard clearly when the sister said back to her, listen, the Bible said it very clear, hallelujah, that if we get this mark, hallelujah, we will end up going, being thrown in hell, she was saying, hallelujah. We're going to die. We're going to die with the enemy, hallelujah. And she said, oh, sister, do not put yourself through this, sister. Don't do this to yourself and your care, sister. Listen, you go get this mark, hallelujah. Let them put it on your hand, hallelujah. And then after you get it and you buy your food and all your stuff, you repent later to God, God will forgive you, sister. God will forgive you. Forget about it, sister. Go get it. Don't put yourself through it. Look, you guys are going hungry. Hallelujah. You're, going, you're putting yourself through this torment. They're persecuting you to kill you. You have to be running and hiding, sister. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to your children. Look how they, how they look. They look hungry. Praise the Lord. And I was watching, and I was like, oh, my goodness, how can someone think that, that like, she said, look, I got it myself. I'm going to repent. I know God is going to forgive me. Don't the Bible say God is a good God of love? People of God, <laughs> as I was watching this and hearing this, I was astonished by, by, by what this sister was saying. Like, how can it be, hallelujah, that people think they're going to get the mark of the beast, hallelujah, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Nothing is going to happen to them. You see how the enemy is deceiving people? Hallelujah. You see how the enemy, hallelujah, make things to make things to sound or look easy for people. And people are just going to um, just go ahead and get the mark because it's, it's so easy to, to just get it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, it, 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 you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not that easy. I just read you. I just read. Hallelujah. The verses that it talks about the mind. Now, Revelation 24. Then I saw thrones, hallelujah, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them, hallelujah. And I saw the soul of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus, of Jesus and because they were, hallelujah, because of the word of God, hallelujah. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, they had not received the mark on the forehead, hallelujah, or on their hand, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is what's going to happen. I've been telling people this, and a lot of people, where well, it's not in the Bible, where well, it's not in the Bible, brother. After the people are beheaded for Christ, this, I'm talking about the people that are going to stay in the tribulation, 
They're going to have to die for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what's going on right now. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what's going on currently. Hallelujah. The governments, hallelujah, are setting up all these female camps. Hallelujah. It's not only in the United States. It's happening all around the world right now. They're setting all these female camps. Hallelujah. Where they, hallelujah, where they are going to throw Christian in there. Hallelujah. They're going to arrest Christian, hallelujah, for preaching the gospel, hallelujah, and they're going to throw them in this camp. Now they've been got, buying all these guillotine, hallelujah, machines to cut people's heads. Hallelujah. They're going to cut people's heads with this guillotine, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And they've been buying this guillotine from China, Japan, Italy, and, and other countries, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So this is very important, people of God. Very important, hallelujah. There. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You, we, we stay close with the Lord. We will not, will not let the enemy deceive us with what's going on now. Everything looks very quiet. It looks like nothing is happening. Hallelujah. They already have a blue and red list. Hallelujah. If you put it on Google, on YouTube, the blue list, the, the, the blue and red list, hallelujah, you'll find out that they have two lists. They have more than two lists, hallelujah. But the, 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 what the, the red list may, means is the radical Christians who preaches the gospel out there, who, who are trying to win souls for the kingdom of God, hallelujah, these are the people that are going to be thrown in this female camp first, hallelujah. They're going to be arrested, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, for preaching the gospel. This is why it's very important, people, God, that we stay close with the Lord, that we understand, hallelujah, the time that we're in. We're in difficult time. We're in terrible time, hallelujah. And the, the, the devil, hallelujah, through his, through his antichrist, is looking to kill Christians. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
Praise God, hallelujah. Praise God, God is good. God is good, God is good. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 